here is singer-songwriter, broadcaster, audio-video artist, entertainment agent and your host. It's the master storyteller himself, James Kevin O'Connor. Hey everybody, welcome back to Podcasting Your Global Career. For those of you who are new to this space, my job is to uncover the best of the best authors, speakers, thought leaders, singer-songwriters from around the world and present them to you. It's what we do. Hey, welcome to the Dharmic Evolution Podcast, and I am delighted to have Chelsea Talamantes today. Chelsea, Hi. welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's uh, awesome that we're having this great time out here in Salt Lake City with the Pantheon Group, and yeah. uh, it's a podcast uh, festival. Right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> a little calmer than some other festivals. Yeah. But... <laughs> I'll tell you. So you're known as a little rebel, right? Oh, of course. So, yeah. Yeah. I love it. So tell me about your world. Um, you're a visionary. You're a coach. You help people. Um, tell us how it all started. Yeah. So it's actually um, going back a long time ago. This is like 10, 15 years ago. I definitely did Institute of Integrative Nutrition did the whole yoga thing, um, but always had a really steady job. So study as in accounting. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I know that's kind of kind of boring, but um, through accounting, I ended up at an advertising agency and just fell in love with everything that was happening there. Um, COVID hit, nobody was really taking me seriously that we needed to go digital. So I decided to go digital on my own. Um, so actually I do coach the coaches that I work with through kind of making sure that they have a strong offer, that they, I mean, believing in yourself is huge, but I actually do the marketing for coaches. So I build out their funnels. I build out their email sequences, their text message sequences, all of their ad campaigns, their social media calendars. I give them this full, beautiful ecosystem um, built out for them. So it's done for you, but it's also, we spend a month together really making sure that you're in the right place so that when I go to do it for you, it's ready to be launched and, and right. in the right in the right space. You're the answer to uh, a dream, uh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> yeah, because all the things you just described um, are, it, they're very daunting tasks. They are. You know, I've been through all of them, man. It's, yeah. Uh, it's a grind. Coaches need to be focused on coaching. Yeah. Um, you guys don't need to be worried about what you're doing as far as like funnel building or any of that stuff, right? Like yeah. you don't need to necessarily, it's the same as any business owner, right? A doctor doesn't need to spend his time learning about marketing. He should right. have somebody to help him market. Yeah. You guys are doctors of minds and doctors of souls in what you're doing with coaching. You should be focused on how do I make people, you know, how do I get people their results and let us get you seen so that you can work with those people. Yeah. Um, it's a waste. I think it's a waste of a coach's time to just try to be an influencer. So let me back up to accounting. So how did you get connected to accounting? Uh, I was 17 and my cousin said, Hey, my bookkeeper needs an assistant. Oh, okay. It's that easy. Right? <laughs> it was that easy. Yeah. So did the numbers like finally get to you or was it, did you feel it was just too boring for you or you just felt you had something else inside? It was the boring. Yeah. It was the, um, I always wanted to write. I always was trying to figure out coaching on the side. I, um, always like I even came in years ago into a company as a marketing assistant and then saw their books were a wreck. So somehow ended up back in accounting by saying, right. um, can I fix those for you? Right. So um, 
But there is a play of the numbers in all marketing, right? So your data tells you if it's being received well. Um, so there's a back end where it kind of can bleed into it. Yeah. But then now it gets to be fun and creative and I get to speak for people and help them get seen and and do all that other fun stuff. And it's right. not just a spreadsheet. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I was the cash flow queen at the job that I my last accounting job where like cash flow was my biggest thing, making sure that it was intact. Yeah. But it just like it just wasn't for me. You find that a lot of entrepreneurs just forget to bill or yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. that's a big thing. If you want to get paid, you have to send out invoices. Yeah. 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 And I think that um, I, I've heard recently somebody say there's a vulnerability in billing out. Like yeah. there's almost a vulnerability for some coaches where it's like they have a hard time receiving. Yeah. And so there's kind of that little thing inside of them that has a hard time like billing out for themselves. Yeah. And sometimes it's really nice to have someone who can bill out for you. Yeah. Because then it's kind of like you remove that piece from your client relationship. Your client doesn't pay the bill right on time. You're not the one that has to go, hey, you guys haven't paid yet. You have somebody else that's like, hey, I'm collecting on his behalf. Yeah. It's it's always easy. Yeah, it know? is. It's a lot like um, the coaching space when you have somebody setting up opportunities for you. Yeah. You know, you have to be warmed up. Yeah. In other words, you can't just, it's very, very difficult to go in cold mm -hmm. and sell somebody something with, you just came out of left field. I don't even know you. I don't know anything, anything about you. Right. And, and I'm here to close a, a coaching deal with you. Yeah. It doesn't work very well. But yeah. When you have a setter or somebody who is, um, you know, just getting in the space to say, this is what's available. This is the person to do it. That's doing it for you. Mm -hmm. I'm talking them up and giving you the resume. Right. Then you come in. It's a lot warmer of an opportunity. Absolutely. And I think that it's hard for coaches going back to marketing. Um, there's a lot of coaches who aren't coaching, but calling themselves coaches. Yeah. So there's a lot of noise in the coaching market. And you really kind of have to prove yourself at this point to say like, hey, I actually do care and I really will get you results and right. you know, but I'm not fully responsible for your results. You have to like take the action that I give you. Like it can't just be like, I'm we're amped up and we get on the call and then you go off and nothing happens. Yeah. That's it, it's a partnership. Yeah. So when yeah. you started this, um, Chelsea, did you start it as a coach first? Mm -mm. So you just went right into helping coaches or yeah. helping develop coaches to coach yeah so yeah. i had the coaching experience from years ago right um and if i'm being honest like i did institute of integrative nutrition like i said but i didn't necessarily feel like they set me up for success right um the first person that i sat down with was um very overweight like 400 pounds and he was getting ready for gastric bypass and I thought, oh, this is cute. I go in and we talk about bioindividuality and I figure out what diet fits him well. And it's that easy, yeah. right? I thought, oh, it's that easy. I didn't realize all the layers that you have to peel back and the mindset of somebody in that position yeah. and how much of his weight he held onto as like part of his identity, right? He's this yeah, large Italian. He's yeah. this large Italian guy yeah. from New York. And, you know, he is <laughs> best pizza in the world. Yeah, he is uh Big Bill or, you know, his real name, but like, yeah. he, you know, big, big is the Somebody. prefix yeah, yeah, right. to his name. And um, I didn't realize how much of his identity, I hadn't been trained to understand how much of his identity was going to lay in all of this. Like yeah. I picked the toughest case to try to start yeah. with. 
Um, and That's so, a lot of psychological baggage that you have to cut through and, and deal with that. Yeah. Because otherwise, <clears throat> the physical is not going to follow unless the mind tells you it's okay. Absolutely safe. not. Yeah. And there's a lot of work that has to happen there. And I think I was young and naive and ill-equipped to really walk into it. And I came in with my PDFs that I had printed off the, you know what I mean? Like my yeah. little folder and was like, okay, let's do this. Right. Like, and it just wasn't, it gave me a really deep respect for coaches and like what they're really doing and coaches who can really help people transform yeah. because it is truly, it's beyond a therapist. It's beyond a counselor. It's, it's beyond so much. Like you really are like setting someone up and walking them through like, Hey, what are your strengths? How, how do I help you gain that confidence and, and like lay you into that new identity? Right. So, um, I did have that experience, but it was actually more that I was working for a company that was advertising for large players and I'm in Vegas. Those large players shut down and I knew that we needed to go digital and no one was taking me seriously. So I went and I just invested in more education and, um, put up my own ads and, I feel like as they say, the rest is history. Yeah. Um, and I definitely have learned a lot in the last few years. And um, I'm even pickier about the coaches that I work with. I want to yeah. see, do you have a heart for coaching or do you have a heart for get rich quick? Right. Right. And yeah. now if you have a heart for coaching, it's easier to work with you and to help propel you into to being seen. Yeah. So how did you get the experience of being able to build all the necessary apparatuses, for lack of a better word, to um, achieve sales, like uh, you know, click funnels or Mailchimp or you know, all of the all of the processes yeah. that need to happen. How'd you get all that? So I went easy, and it's definitely mostly in go high level. Um, and I'm a person who, if I put it in front of myself, I'll figure it out. Yeah. And I will continue my education until I'm really good at it. Yeah. So it was pick up the books. Like really, of course, I invested in a certification program right. um, and started there. But I'm already, I've already gotten so far past that certification program that I actually don't even lean on the things that I learned there. Yeah. But it did give me foundations to be able to build my funnels out. Um, and I do primarily use Go High Level, so everything's all in one place, and it makes it really easy. Wow, I've never heard of that. Go High Level. Yeah. Okay. I, everybody has a white labeled version, so. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's <laughs> check that out. Yeah. Um, but um, probably be easier to just use you. Yeah, so, yeah. that's true. <laughs> so tell me about like your first big win in this space. Um, how did that feel? And what were the circumstances that got you to to that level and where you said, yeah. hey, I see the door opening here. Yeah, so I came in and then iOS changed. And then, <laughs> yeah, and, what else is and right? then yeah. everything else was changing. And then I quickly had to learn like, Oh my gosh, everything is going to change continuously. So I better jump on this train and like buckle up. Um, so right now I really, really am having great success with digital events with a backsell. Um, right. so those seem to do really, really well. Um, and I think that people are quicker decision makers than they used to be. So I yeah. don't really have a big thrill in like the webinar. Yeah. Um, is this workshops then or is it? Yeah. So okay. I like yeah. workshops. I don't even like extended workshops though. Yeah. Um, it depends on the clients. It depends on the type of people you're working with. Yeah. Um, but say you're a coach for entrepreneurs. Yeah. Entrepreneurs don't necessarily have three days to sit on a digital workshop. Yeah, that's um, my challenge. Yeah, they, yeah, I'd love to go. But yeah. What about my schedule? Exactly. My and schedule it, is crazy. And know? it's like you know these people put these together and like this is 
amazing and purposeful where we're at right now. But yeah. typically if it's like, oh, I invite you to my free live event and it's three days yeah. and you know that there's an upsell on the back end, right. it's almost like I don't have three days for your sales pitch. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. <laughs> like just tell me like, how are you going to help me? And like, just be like really transparent and honest with me. And that's where I have the most success yeah. is because we're busy and I think we're kind of tired of the bull. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, just deliver it to me and be transparent, but like, let me know like what it is. Yeah. Um, or let's have a conversation. I have great success with book a call funnels um, and just being able to pick up the phone, but then you have to have it in mind. Either you have somebody really great in place to answer those phone calls for you, or you get slammed and you have 40 hours of calls yourself. Yeah. And, and that's a little bit difficult. So it's really seeing what does your audience respond well to? And then where do we put you? Um, and a story I've told a hundred times on this is I even have people where I'll find their audiences reading magazines. So let's get you in print yeah. or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's where, what does your audience want? Where, where are their eyeballs and where is their mind? Yeah. And then let's slip right in front of that. So am I understanding that you, um, will be like the call setter? You do that? You don't do that? No. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. So if I set up a book, a call funnel, it's going to go to your team. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So those are pretty effective. Yeah. 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 Tell me about live events. You're in Las Vegas, right? I so, am. Yeah. Yeah. Do, have you done any, like, since everybody's finally <laughs> coming up like the groundhogs, we're all like looking out, hey, it's safe out here. Um, have you done any live events, like, since we're... One, but in South Carolina. Oh, okay. Yeah. And how was that? Very successful. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like the live events? Is it something that you really get jazzed up I, I for? It. Yeah. I okay. It. Yeah. Most people have that reaction that yeah. there's something about the human connection that it almost died in us for a couple of years. Yeah. Ago. It was like so suppressed that... It was almost like we forgot it. And now it's like um, even being here and just having like physical contact with people and yes. learning about their stories is yeah. wonderful. There's yeah. nothing like, I mean, if I were sitting with you on Zoom, we're not really looking at each other in the eyes. We're not yeah. like within each other's space, right? right? It's, yeah, it's still a screen. Yeah. And I almost feel like it makes us even more disassociated with each other. Right. To just stay in that realm, right? Yeah. Everything's so fast. TikTok's fast. Instagram's fast. Yeah. It just and you feel like becomes you're, part of the noise. I know. It's almost like you're on a busy New York subway something. Yeah. You know, the feeling is like, it's just like a, it's a blur. It's And exhausting. it's so fast. And if there's not, there's, you can't grip anything. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all so slippery. Yeah. Um, why don't you give us your website right now so we can get, or the best place for people to contact you and connect with you? Yeah. So um, it's not up today, but it will be by the time everybody listens, podcast.chelseacatherine.com will probably be the easiest for them to get a hold of. I like that. Yeah. Podcast.chelsea. Make something Catherine. special just now, for the listeners. Now, is Catherine with a K? K-A-T-H-R-Y-N. I got that vision as soon as you said it. Yeah. So we will have this, of course, in the show notes for everybody to connect with you. So let's talk about um, your best uh, person. You said you coach the coaches. How do you reach the best people for you? Because what, what you said, I really appreciate that not everybody is a fit for you. Mm -mm. And I think that's where the rubber really meets the road when you're, um, when you're really in front of your brand and you're good at what you do. You recognize that you're just not out there selling to every yeah. Tom, Dick, and Harry that comes down the street. Yeah, and there's so many layers to that, right? If you... And this can be coaches or services. So this isn't just me. 
But say you are a newer coach in a space or you're a newer service and you're just trying to make that sale because you want that money in your bank account and you want to feel like you made that sale. Right. So you kind of like arm wrestle someone into doing it, right? Like you're a little a little pushier with that sale. You're a little bit like, you know, I'm sure you've even heard people be like, if you want this bad enough, go sell your couch. You're like, there's things in your house you can go sell if you want this bad enough because your life's going to be elevated. Yeah. Okay, fair. So now this person just did that, but they really don't have the money to keep investing in their marketing. And now they're resentful because you didn't just get them results within 24 hours. Right. Why would you want to work with resentful people that you strong armed into working with you? You want this to be like this beautiful, natural thing. Right. Um, And nothing happens in 24 hours in the coaching space. You need months really to do anything meaningful. It's so true. You yeah. need preparation and planning. Um, so I say three things when I get on a call with somebody. And the first thing I always say is this is to see if we're a good working fit. Um, it, we have clients that we love and we love our clients. We want to make sure we can give you everything. We are a small team, so we don't just take endless amount of clients. So the questions that I'm going to ask are partly to see if we're a good working fit together. Right. Um, and then, you know, if they're just trying to get rich quick or they don't have something that I feel like I can ethically get behind or, you know, some different things like that, then I'll just say, you know what? I'm so sorry. I'm not the best marketer for you, but I can recommend you to somebody who I do think would be a better fit. And then if there is somebody that's in that space that I know of that might be more aligned with them, I can just pass that on and then no one loses business. Someone else still benefits out of it. Yeah. Um, And it just, it's ended up me taking that stance. Yes. I don't always make, the same sales that I used to, but I feel like the quality of relationship that I have with the people that I work with is so much stronger Yeah, um, and it's worth it. I've seen some of your wonderful testimonials on YouTube. Thank so you. yeah, just yeah. Um, Google Chelsea's name, check it out or just go to YouTube, which is a great search engine and you can check those out, uh, put your yeah. name in there. Tell me about your three little boys. Wild, wild, and wilder. <laughs> How old? Uh, 18 months, three years, and five. Wow, you got your hands full, girl. No kidding. No <laughs> kidding. It is fun, but it's wild. And yeah. I think that I am like dead asleep the second my head hits the pillow yeah. <laughs> every yeah, well, night. You got you got them at the, the perfect spacing of adrenaline, 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 you know, and three yeah. boys, too, together. I'm, I'm one of uh, seven. And uh, only one girl in the family. All year and say half apart, you know. Oh and gosh. you know, you know what that's like. It was like the Wild West growing up. Oh my you know? gosh, your mom! How is she? Uh, she, well, she's passed now, but she was the best. Yeah, she just she was superwoman. She just had such energy. She was crazy. It's really good. <laughs> Excuse me, let me just get some water. Uh, so, kids are such a blessing. Um, they are. What's your favorite part of the day besides your head? I was going to say, does bedtime count? I think dinner time. Yeah. Because in all the chaos, we still take dinner time really seriously. Yeah. So I try to make sure that we have a really awesome dinner tonight or, you know, every night. We all sit at the table. We all make sure that we spend that time together. No TV? No TV at dinner time. Right. No way. Yeah, good. Yeah. And more times than not, if I see that TV on or someone try to sneak it on, I'm like, is it warm outside? Yeah. Is it too cold for you to put a coat on? Get out. Yeah. (laughs) So It's uh, it's been kind of, um, you know, dealt to us that the TV is a necessary part of our life. Ever ever since 9-11, 
they sprung up everywhere. Every public place you go, yeah. the bank, the gas station, it's in your face constantly. And and I'm I'm so delighted to see younger people like yourself who are saying, no, I've drawn the line here. It's like, we need to communicate as human beings. Oh my gosh. You know? There's so many layers to it. So my two youngest don't really, they're not as drawn to TV as my oldest. Yeah. Um, and I don't let video games come into the house at this point because I can see that my oldest is a little bit um, drawn to just sitting in front of that screen. Yeah. And I have to take the active, like he'll try to sneak downstairs in the morning and it's the first thing he does. <laughs> I'm like, turn that off. Like you gotta get ready for school, bro. Right, like, right. <laughs> like yeah. turn it off. Yeah. Um, the days that I'm super busy and maybe don't have a babysitter and the TV is on more than it should be. My oldest has the worst attitude. Yeah. If he sits in front of that TV, the kid that he is after a few hours in front of the TV versus the kid that he is when I force him outside, it's not the same kid. Yeah. Like I watched the TV put him in a bad, crumpy, whiny mood. Right. But he's just not in if I keep the TV away from him. Yeah. So I try to keep it as away from him as possible. Not only that, but there's no creativity in it. There's no going outside. And like, I would rather have my kids like barefoot in the backyard, covered in mud. Yeah, it's more fun too. up my house yeah. any second of any day. Like I'm okay bring that tractor of mud through the house. Like I would rather have to mop up yeah. than watch you sit there and do nothing but watch TV all day. Yeah. Like let's get messy. Don't watch TV. Amen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as we're wrapping up, last thoughts. Um, would you like to say anything to the audience out there uh, in parting? Anything at all? Any wish, blessing, prayer, good thoughts, um, recommendation, um, any tools, anything at all? Dang, I need like a signature parting line is what I need. Oh, um, well, anything. What's... But yeah, if it feels rough, it is always going to feel better. And it's okay to be a little bit resilient. So if you're having something that's going on that's rough, tomorrow is going to look better. And if it's not tomorrow, it's the next day. It's always coming. So Resilience rules. Yeah, it does. Chelsea, <laughs> it was an honor. You too. God bless you, your children, you your family, and your business moving forward. Oh my gosh, you too. God bless it all. Another great show. So glad you guys showed up today for podcasting your global career. Please check out all the links in the show notes. My coaching link is in there. Let's uncover your purpose and get a discovery session with me. No obligation. What have you been waiting for? I'm your host for podcasting your global career, James Kevin O'Connor. So until the next time, when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage. Taste the breeze of free
Beyond the reach of time 